Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions to improve your health. Not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well, because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping today before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce my first book is now in print. The title is Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your Fatigue with Natural Treatments. I've discovered 14 root causes of fatigue. I'd like to call them the fatigue factors, and in this book I explain eight of the 14. I've had some amazing feedback on how easy it is to read and understand. It's not full of technical doctory language like most books written by doctors are. And of course, a book also includes my own personal fatigue story, along with four other stories from real fatigue cases from my private practice. It's available in paperback and Kindle form, so if you'd like a copy, you can find it on Amazon or on my website, www.drcary.com. That's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. I'm very excited about this week's show because my special guest is someone that I greatly admire. Her name is Holly Bellabono. Let me tell you a little bit about Holly. She helps people overcome long-term skin conditions, leaving steroids and other prescription medications behind in favor of natural remedies from plants. Holly says eczema, psoriasis, and rashes readily respond to key herbs, causing no addictions or bad side effects and leaving healthy skin in the place of blisters or scales. Using methods she gleaned from women healers around the world, Holly will share her simple strategies for easing chronic skin complaints and keeping skin healthy. Holly is an award-winning herbalist, director of Vineyard Herbs, Teas, and Apothecary, and the director of the Bello Bono School of Herbal Medicine, where she trains and certifies practitioners in herbal medicine. She lectures nationally on natural health and women's empowerment. Her new book, Women Healers of the World, The Traditions, History, and Geography of Herbal Medicine, celebrates 16 world healing traditions and the 31 ancient and modern women whose stories, whose stories, cultures, challenges, and triumph inspire medicine today. Holly, thank you so much for being my special t- guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Thank you, Carrie. It's good to be here. So, Holly, I was sharing a little bit with you before we started our interview that I personally have suffered with chronic skin problems, starting with acne and then psoriasis. And when patients come to see me, they're quite surprised because my skin looks really beautiful. And, and a lot of it has to do with herbs. And, and that's why I'm so excited to have you on today, because there are so many of our listeners out there that have skin complaints, whether it's, you know, they're still suffering from adult acne or rosacea or eczema, or their kids are having some of these problems. So Holly, what are your six 
simple strategies for easing chronic skin complaints and keeping our skin healthy? Well, there are, there are so many ways to use herbs. Um, in my practice and in my school, I teach my students and my clients that you know, herbs can be so helpful for so many different body systems, digestion, cardiovascular, respiratory. The skin is really one of the easiest ways and places to use herbs, um, partly because the herbs for the skin are really safe, partly because the herbs we have that help our skin are versatile, you know, they, they do a lot. You don't have to do much, but they do a lot. And um, partly because these herbs are common. A lot of the plants that I like to, to use are weeds. You know, they're, they're common wildflowers or weeds in your yard or very easy herbs that most people grow in their gardens. And so they're easily accessible. Uh, most people can, can get them very quickly. And some of the herbs I'm talking about are uh, calendula flowers, which is a type of marigold. Um, sage, common garden sage, rosemary, um, lemon balm, um, stinging nettle. Uh, some of these are meant to be topically on the skin and some are meant to be taken as a tea and they help you from within. Um, some of the strategies that you could use um, that you're asking about include bathing, taking baths um, with basically a tea. It's super easy. It's, it's a water extract of these herbs. So for instance, if you're um, suffering from something like eczema, which is generally a weepy, rashy, oozy, itchy condition, um, then you're going to want something astringent, you know, the opposite, to kind of dry it up. Uh, and to fight bacteria and any sort of fungal infection that can get in there when you're scratching something that's irritating you. Um, Herbs that are astringent include yarrow, uh, sage, rosemary, uh, ladies mantle, and uh, what you can do is put a pot on your stove, chop up these fresh herbs if you have them, or you can get dried herbs very easily, and make a big pot, like a couple of gallons, of um, really strong tea, as if you were brewing tea to drink. But instead of drinking, you're going to be pouring this into your bathtub. Uh, and by immersing your body in a bathtub, that has this strong infusion, this herbal extracted infusion in it, you can avail your skin of these astringent antibacterial, antifungal herbs. And it has a very long lasting and very immediate effect. Holly, as you're talking about these herbs to help with eczema, especially I'm thinking sage and rosemary, a lot of our listeners will have that in their spice cabinet. Mm -hmm. They use those? Sure, sure. If you're doing it for a bath, you'll need a large quantity, you know, a couple good handfuls at least. So it might be more than just what you have in your spice cabinet. Um, if you have access to these herbs fresh, it's super easy. If you only have access to dry, you might want to buy a couple of little spice jars to do a whole bath. Or, you know, if that's not, if a whole bath isn't an option, if you, if your eczema or your, your skin irritation, your acne is on a certain part of your body, you can do, um, a little bowl. You can, um, that you could soak that particular body part in. If it's on your face, for example, acne, which is so common and so many people experience um, uh, eruptions on the skin and it can be from stress, it can be for, from hormones, it can be from uh, food allergies. Any of these things can lead to eruptions on the skin, especially acne on the face and the neck. Um, you can do the same principle 
like you were going to make a tea for your bathtub, but make a smaller amount and put it in a bowl and use either a cloth or a um, cotton ball to gently rinse the area or do a face wash with the same herbs. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of our listeners have eczema on their hands, so they could just um, soak their hands in that bowl. Exactly, yeah. Much more convenient, and it uses fewer herbs if you don't have access to the fresh stuff. So the first strategy is basically bathing in a tea. Yeah, yeah. It's very simple. It seems um, it seems like it wouldn't do much, but actually it's very effective, especially if you're able to be consistent and do this process once, maybe even twice a week. Um, the more consistent you are, the better results you have, uh, and you see quick results with herbs because they're they, they work fast. You don't have to wait around for a response. You you realize very quickly that they're effective. So Holly, what's the next strategy you have for us today? Um, another one that I really recommend to folks is drinking uh, teas. So we just talked about making teas that you would use as a bath or a topical rinse. Um, some herbs are really beneficial when they're drunk as a tea, um, especially stinging nettle. Stinging nettle uh, and alfalfa, those are two herbs that are extremely high in minerals. Um, magnesium, potassium, calcium, iron, they're very good for bone skin and nail health. So if you, for instance, if you have very dry skin, if you have psoriasis, very flaky, itchy skin, um, or if you're, you know, your hair is dry, your bones are brittle, you know that you need extra minerals in your body to help boost those parts of your body back to health. Um, drinking these herbal infusions can be very helpful. It's different from drinking plain water. It's different from drinking coffee. It's much different from drinking soda. If you're drinking herbal teas that are infused with these mineral and vitamin-rich plants, then what you've done is you've extracted these minerals and vitamins from the plants, and when you strain out the herbal matter, all you're taking out is the fiber. What you've got left is all the goodness that was in the plant, and you drink that on a regular basis as your beverage throughout the day. It's fantastic. You know, I think a lot of our listeners don't realize that when they take herbs in any form that they're also getting vitamins and minerals from those herbs. And and honestly, sometimes I forget about that too, and I'm a doctor. So I'm really glad that you covered that point. So Holly, what is the next strategy you have for us? Oh, let's see. Um, a third one that I, I generally recommend to people is to get better sleep. Um, you don't really think about that with skin issues. It doesn't. It kind of seems counterintuitive, but um, actually, sleep can stress uh, different body parts, especially your liver. Uh, your liver is a key metabolic organ that is tasked with metabolizing wastes from your body. Um, and what it does is it it also generates new blood cells, but it also gets rid of spent hormones, um, things like uh, spent. Uh, chemicals such as epinephrine and all of these stress hormones that were released when you were stressed during the day and if you don't have enough sleep you're getting too many of these hormones in your body. Um, toxins from foods and environmental sources, the liver metabolizes all of these. Um, normally shunting them through the digestive system and they're expelled as waste. But if the liver isn't functioning properly, um, things tend to go in different places. Uh, instead of being excreted through the digestive system, sometimes things end up 
being excreted in other places. And we see that result as through the skin. Um, so if you're getting enough sleep and you're supporting your liver, especially with herbs such as dandelion, milk thistle, red clover, yellow dock, burdock, these are herbs that we call hepatics. A hepatic is an herb that supports the liver. These are herbs that are very safe and they help your liver do its job of metabolism. And you end up with fewer, fewer issues in other parts of the body. You know, I love that you say get better sleep, get good sleep, because that's, that's so true. And I often explain to patients that um, while we're sleeping, our body is very active, repairing, rebuilding, and detoxifying. So I love that tip. So Holly, um, you mentioned one of the herbs was dandelion. Yes. Could we just go out into our yard and pick dandelion? And how could we use it like that? Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things to do is teach people how to use the herbs that are growing around them. Dandelion is considered a, a vile weed in many places. It's the lawn-ruining weed. But in fact, it's a very useful medicinal and edible plant. Um, you can go out into your yard providing that you haven't sprayed chemicals in your yard, pesticides or herbicides. And you can find uh, dandelion leaves, which are very um, serrated. They have very toothed edges. Uh, and it's easiest when you're looking at the flower, the flowers, the bright yellow flower that we're all familiar with. Um, and all parts of that plant are useful. And this is such a fun one for newbies to get to know because it's so easy. You can pluck the leaves and you can eat them raw and they're very bitter. That bitterness is actually very good for you because it stimulates gall the gallbladder to produce bile, and it stimulates the whole digestive function. So if you're suffering from sluggish digestion, uh, in addition to poor skin or skin issues, dandelion can boost that and get it going. The root, if you pull up the root of the dandelion, it's, it comes up very easily out of the ground. It's a long, slender taproot. It's very high in iron. So women who are anemic, um, anyone who has just had surgery and lost any blood, uh, anyone who needs um, a bit more iron in their body uh, can really benefit from using the dandelion root. And there, let me tell you of a really good way to do it. And this is a very fun thing to do. Um, one of the things that I like to do is teach people about the liquids that will extract the plant materials from the plant. So the first one I told you about was water, of course, as a tea. Another one that's very effective is vinegar. Now, vinegar has a lot of uses. You can use it internally as a food, as a salad dressing. You can also use it externally as a wash on um, skin that has been infected with any sort of fungal infection like candida. So what you do is you chop up your dandelion root or your parsley or your calendula flowers or your violet flowers or violet leaves. These are all wonderful herbs for this. You chop them up, you put them in a mason jar, a glass jar, you pour apple cider vinegar over them or you could also use white vinegar, um, and you let them sit covered. You put a lid on it, and you let it sit for a couple of weeks. Shake it now and then. Strain it out, and what you have is a vinegar that you can use on your food, like your salads, or you have a rinse that you can apply with a cotton ball to areas of the skin that have been, that have any sort of, um, you know, infected quality to them. And the herbs have been extracted into the vinegar, so you're getting the, um, the tannins, the, the um, bitter principles, the glycosides, flavonoids, um, 
the astringent properties of these plants, the antibacterial and antifungal properties that will help kill germs and heal the skin. Oh, I love that. So, so far you've given us three great strategies using teas topically, drinking teas, so using them internally, getting good sleep. So what's the next strategy you have for us? And supporting the liver. I would, I would almost break that out into a separate, separate strategy. Supporting the liver is so important. Um, reducing sugar. You know, you don't really think about that as a skin issue, but when your body consumes a lot of sugar, um, you are inhibiting its, act, its ability to be at its best, at its vibrant best. One thing I um, have experienced personally is reducing sugar, whether it's in fruit or grains or um, places where you don't even expect it, um, reducing that really gives you an energetic boost. It, for myself, it um, when I've done uh, sugar cleanses and I've gone off sugar for several days or a couple of weeks if I can, is um, your skin clears. Any blotches that you've seen on your face, they you don't see them anymore. Your eyes are clear. Your your hair is healthy, um, and sugar is this pervasive. It's really a toxin. You need it. Your body needs glucose to survive. It's a fuel. But if you get too much of it, then your body doesn't know what to do with it. And again, going back to your liver, how do you metabolize all this extra sugar? Your just body doesn't know how. So I I always suggest to my clients who I do consultations with, if they're having difficulty with hormones, hormone fluctuations, women with um, PMS or menopausal complaints, that often leads to skin issues. Um, anyone who, with digestive issues, often you see rashes go hand in hand with digestive issues, is really cut down on the sugar. Um, and there are several ways to do that. One is to go cold turkey and just not eat anything. But even that is, it's a little tricky. You kind of need some support. A better way is to slowly reduce the amount of sugar that you're taking um, and start with the obvious things such as soda and candy. Surely most of your listeners are aware of that sort of thing and they're, they're um, attuned to their own bodies and their own needs as far as nutrition. But there are some sneaky things out there that have sugar in them that even the best eaters might not be aware of. Corn, for instance. Um, it's a vegetable. Most people eat it in as grits or in salsa or corn on the cob. Um, it's actually packed with sugars that can throw your body and your skin into uh, chaos. Um, so getting rid of corn as a, as a food and also looking at labels to make sure that there's no corn syrup um, or corn-related products in a label can really do wonders for your skin. And I've seen cases of eczema and psoriasis clear up when people um, avoid sugars, especially such as corn. Another one is um, grapes, red and, and green grapes. They're delicious, it's a great fruit, but they're super high in sugars. And you can choose other fruits such as um, plums and pears that don't have quite the sugar content. You know, I can personally attest to that reducing sugar because when I was really struggling with acne, one of the biggest changes that I saw in my skin was after I changed my diet and really reduced the sugar. Mm -hmm. I, so it's not easy to do, but you just do it by bit 
and it, it can have a dramatic effect on skin. It really can, and it's it's not easy at all. You really have to have the resolve and preferably family support if you're in a house where other people are eating because it can be very tempting. Um, but if you can start looking at even, even peanut butter and ketchup have sugar in them. So if you can start um, reducing, you know, finding your sweets in other places. For instance, if you, in the afternoon, if you need a little boost and you have a sugar craving, instead of reaching for... Um, a sweet snack, you know, drink a half a cup of milk and let that the sweetness of the milk be your sugar for the day. It's tough, but it, it has a huge impact on, on your whole body and especially on your skin. So Holly, can you give us one more strategy to help us with our skin? Um, let's see, I would suggest um, moisturizing with things that are not... Uh, chemical-based. For instance, from the pharmacy, a lot of people will get their face creams and their moisturizers and their sunblock from um, just from the store. And these things usually have really terrible things in them, such as um, uh, petrol, which is petrolatum, which is petroleum. It's what you put in your automobile. Um, they have urea in them, which is derived from urine. These are things that are common and accepted by the FDA in over-the-counter and prescription skincare products. Um, and they're in there because they help it last longer on the shelf. You know, they're preservatives, but they're not good for you. Um, going herbally is so much better and it's so much safer, especially when you're dealing with children or elderly or people with sensitive skin. Um, completely avoid the over-the-counter type products. It's very easy to actually make your own skin moisturizers and skin creams. Um, that's one of the types of things that I put in the recipe, the handcrafting section of my new book, Women Healers of the World. Um, it's very fun to get a group of ladies together and make these sorts of things. Um, but it's very easy because if you're choosing ingredients such as um, vegetable and nut oils, beeswax, water, maybe even some essential oils. Um, those don't have the, um, the detrimental qualities that these preservatives do that you're getting from store-bought products. So that, it can often really help. You know, if you're, if you're using a shampoo or a sunscreen every single day that has these um, unhealthy qualities to them, um, you're really you're doing something consistent every single day that can be damaging your skin. So if you replace those with um, pure or herbal, even rinses, even just making it like we were saying, make a tea. Um, that way, you know there's nothing else in that product that could be damaging your skin and getting absorbed. One of the one of the things that I've done recently, Holly, uh, when it comes to this point about moisturizing. Um, I have had a dry, itchy scalp for many, many years, and I decided, okay, I'm going to just stop using shampoo altogether and only use conditioner. And, and I had already switched all my uh, shampoos and conditioners over to very natural, organic products that do not contain any uh, phthalates or petroleum products, etc. So... 
I decided, okay, I'm, I'm only going to use conditioner. So I really massage that into my scalp. I let it sit there, you know, while I'm washing the rest of my body for about three minutes, rinse that out. And I found that doing that one simple thing has really helped the health of my scalp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's amazing how the simple little fixes can have such a huge impact. Um, for instance, uh, avocados, avocados are a tremendously wonderful source of good fats and, uh, they can be used topically on the skin. So somebody with say a really dry patch somewhere on, on their arm or their body, uh, psoriasis or whatever it might be, uh, instead of going for steroid creams, instead of going for over the counter lotions that you don't, you can't even pronounce the ingredients that's in them, go to the grocery store and buy an avocado. Yes, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm thinking for me, um, uh, every day I make myself a smoothie and it, I put an avocado in that. Yeah, the omega-3 fatty acids are fantastic. So internally, you know, using it in a smoothie or in foods, and then externally also I'm talking about, you know, rubbing a slice of avocado into the dry patches on the skin. It's got avocado oil. It's got the omega-3 fatty acids. It's a perfect external, uh, you could call it a, a lotion. It's not a lotion. It's a food. Uh, it's a plant, but it's got those concentrated oils, and you can put it right on the spot where you need, and then you can be completely assured that you're not exposing your body to these chemicals that you don't need. Yeah, I love that. I I never really thought about using to, uh, avocado topically. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's really cool. Okay, especially I- at night. Sorry, oh. especially at night, you know, you can put it on as you go to bed and then in the morning it's all soaked in. You don't have to worry about it getting on your clothes or anything. It's a great thing to do for, um, for dry, itchy patches at night. It'll really help you sleep. Oh, that's a great tip. So, Holly, one of the things that you mentioned and one of the things that a lot of us experience is that when we go through stress, that our skin starts to really act up. So do you have any strategies to help us with um, with handling stress? Well, uh, we all know there are so many, you know, ways that meditation, yoga, as an herbalist, you know, I tend to go to the plants. Um, I could definitely suggest a few plants that are wonderful for um, helping you ease stress. Some plants are called adaptogens. They actually help your body adapt to stress. And some are called uh, nervous system tonics. And a tonic is a lovely way to take a plant Um, And some of these include nettle, the stinging nettle that I mentioned earlier, uh, lemon balm. There's an Eastern herb called ashwagandha that is a lovely, lovely herb. Um, And all of these, you can take them and they, um, if you're using them consistently, you know, over the course of um, several weeks or several months daily, you'll really notice a difference, especially as a tea, but you can also take capsules and tinctures. They really assist your body in... Um, dealing with the stress that's coming at you because it's always going to be coming at you. And taking these central nervous system tonics will really help you center and stay focused and breathe deeper. (laughs) Uh, Your body tends to relax. The stress hormones tend to not be as um, evident. And you're able to to go about your day in a focused way. They're not sedative, but you just feel more centered and assured. Ashwagandha is one that I often use in my practice to help uh, patients, to help their body deal with stress a little easier. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a great herb. Um, 
Uh, not many people know about it yet, but it, it's lovely. Um, another one is Rose, Rose Petal. Uh, another one is Tulsi. It's called Holy Basil. And I often combine Tulsi and Rose Petal. It makes a lovely, pleasant flavored tea. It's, it's one of my teas that I sell in my apothecary. It's called Gratitude Tea. Um, but it's a lovely way to help deal with stress so that you kind of nip it in the bud. And you don't have to, th you know, deal with the issues that follow down the road. Holly, you've given us some uh, some amazing strategies today uh, about um, healing our skin. You mentioned bathing or using teas topically. You mentioned using teas internally, drinking them, getting great sleep, supporting the liver, reducing sugar, and moisturizing our skin using natural moisturizers. Holly, how can our listeners find out more about you, more about your book, more about your school? So um, all of my information is on my website, vineyardherbs.com, V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D-H-E-R-B-S.com. Uh, I have information on there about the apothecary that I run. Um, I've been an herbalist for about 20 years now and make and sell a whole lot of the things that we that we talked about today. Um, and then the herb school I run is partly distance. Uh, people can sign up from anywhere and do it at your own pace. And it's also here on Martha's Vineyard. It's a, um, I do a two week intensive in June. So people who are interested in delving in a little bit deeper um, can come participate in that. And lots of workshops. I do retreats and workshops around the country. So vineyardherbs.com, I would love to hear from people. Fantastic. Holly, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This was an awesome interview. Thank you, Carrie. I enjoyed it. All right. That wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Holly Bellabono. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carrie.